Well, there's a movie that I often preach about or I share one of the most powerful scenes in. And that film is The Bells of St. Mary's, and you might remember I always quote that line from Sister Benedict, that she goes before the tabernacle in the church before she's going to leave for Arizona, and she prays, Lord, remove all anger and bitterness from my heart. Help me to do your will. To watch the Bells of St. Mary's is a holiday tradition for me. I watch it every year. I've probably seen it 10, 12 times now. And this year, when I watched it once again, something new struck me about the film. And it was the belief of the nuns in the power of God in persistent prayer and that God still works miracles. The story of the Bells of St. Mary's is that this convent of nuns, these nuns who run a school, the School of St. Mary, that it's run down, it's falling apart, it probably will be torn down, it's no longer able to be used for Catholic education. So these sisters begin to pray, and they pray for a miracle that their next-door neighbor, Horace P. Bogardus, will give to them, will gift them this new building that he constructed for his offices. They pray for his change of heart, for his generosity towards them. And all throughout the film, there's that running theme that the sisters talk to Father O'Malley, well, is Horace in a good mood today? Should we approach him about asking him for that gift? And there was one point in the film that, yes, it was the right time. So the nuns go and they paint this picture for Horace Bogardus about changing this building, transforming it into a school. And by the film's end, there's a school dedication that that building is indeed transformed. It was the power of persistent prayer. It was a little miracle in the life of these nuns and that school of St. Mary. Our gospel today of the Annunciation is a gospel of miracles. There are lots of miracles taking place. The first one, how about a young girl in Nazareth named Mary who is talking to, who is seeing, who is communicating with an angel. That's miraculous. For someone in this world, to be able to speak to someone from the other world, from the heavenly realm. It was a miracle that she saw and talked with the angel Gabriel. What's the next miracle? You will become a mother. Well, how can this be? I've had no relations with a man. Well, the power of the Most High will overshadow you, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, you'll conceive a son in your womb. The virgin birth the second miracle of our gospel today, that God will become man by the power of the Holy Spirit. The third miracle, that a barren woman, her cousin advanced in years, now is with child, and it is the sixth month for her who was called barren. That's another miracle, that Elizabeth now is going to give birth to John the Baptist. This gospel is about miracles. And maybe in our own life, we've prayed for a miracle, or maybe we've even seen a miracle at play 
in our life. I know I've seen miracles. I've often visited the shrine in St. Augustine, Our Lady of La Leche. I've been to the Milk Grotto in Bethlehem, and as I've done that each time, I've posted on Twitter and Facebook, Instagram, do you know couples who are struggling to conceive? Send me their names. I'll pray for them by name at these places. And wouldn't you know, several months, a year or two pass, and then an email comes. You prayed for so-and-so, and now they just gave birth to a child. They were told they couldn't have kids naturally, but yet by the power of prayer and the grace of Mary's prayers, as Our Lady of La Leche They were granted that grace of fertility or the gift of adoption. Little miracles that I've seen at work. There's also other times in which we pray for a miracle, and maybe the miracle we pray for is not what we receive. And so maybe it makes us begin to doubt the power of miracles and whether or not they are real. It's the story of the Christian music singer Jeremy Camp. His story is told in the movie, I Still Believe. Jeremy Camp goes off to college. He falls in love with a young girl. And as they get more serious, it's t- she finds out that she is uh, with a tumor, a stage three cancerous tumor. That doesn't stop Jeremy from loving her, though, and He proposes to her and wants to marry her, and he goes to a concert. He announces to the people, my fiancé has to have surgery tomorrow for cancer. Can you pray for a miracle for her? Stage three. The next day, she goes for that surgery, and there's no cancer. They don't have to do the surgery. Truly, it was a miracle. Given a few more months, they get married, they go on their honeymoon, and the cancer returns. And then you begin to wonder, is this a miracle after all? Was there some other purpose or reason for this? And maybe we grapple with that in terms of the miracles or the lack of miracles in our own life. But yet, we do believe in miracles. We believe on Friday of this week that God became man, born to a virgin. We believe in Christmas miracles. And then, that miracle of Christmas Day, of Jesus coming and being born as an infant, well, that miracle continues all throughout his life. That as he begins his public ministry, he turns water into wine, He multiplies bread and fishes. He opens the eyes of the blind. He tells the paralytic man to get up and walk. He cleanses a leper. All of these things Jesus does. And it all began with that miracle of the Annunciation, the miracle of the virginal conception, the Christmas miracle of the virgin birth. This is a season for us to believe in miracles, just like those nuns in that fictitious film, The Bells of St. Mary's. We go to our God, we're persistent in prayer, and hopefully we never stop believing in the miraculous power of our God.